Welcome to South Carolina Launch's CEO podcast, where we hear from CEOs on their entrepreneur experience. Welcome to SC Launch's podcast. Our next featured guest and our next featured guest today is Julian Reed with Active Ed. Welcome, Julian. Thank you so much, Jack, for having me. So talk to us about uh, Active Ed. What were the origins of, of Active Ed and Take us through that journey from where things started to where things are today. Sure. Well, to begin with, uh, I was a very hyperactive kid, always moving and talking and often getting in trouble for moving and talking. Little did I know that when I was a little kid making all the all that trouble that I would eventually start a company to help kids like me not get in as much trouble from moving and talking. So um, I'm a professor, as you know, at Furman University, and one of my areas of passion and research is physical activity for, for kids. And, you know, it's no secret that kids are moving less and less. And unfortunately, you know, the child obesity epidemic was really highlighted probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, but it's, it's continued to be a problem not only for adults, but for kids. And I realized, you know, kids were not getting as much activity at school like they used to. When I was growing up, I had recess multiple times a day. I actually had PE every day. And that was my favorite part of the day. I wasn't the best student. It's, I, it's hard to believe I'm a professor because I was not the best student. All I really cared about was playing baseball and soccer. But as I went through my you know, classical education and and during my master's and my doctorate, realizing the importance of physical activity, I I was seeing, you know, kids being, you know, much more sedentary and not getting the same opportunity, uh, at least that I did. And so I really uh, took the approach more as, okay, how do I get more, more movement in schools beyond just getting more physical education or research, which we know, at least from a physical education standpoint, that has to happen at a, a really high policy level, right? Because you, you have to get funds to to hire the, those teachers. And my wife being a classroom teacher, you know, as long as we've been, even before we were married, when she was teaching, we I would talk about, you know, getting kids moving and, and the best way to do that. And she was a very interactive teacher and so during my doctoral work, I was actually teaching a course with one of my mentors, working with those who teach art, music, and PE, and finding a way to help teachers get more movement in school. And this was in the late 1990s. This was probably 1999, 1998, around that time, before the real resurgence and the importance of physical activity that we hear now all the time and a lot of the research. So it really captivated my thinking of, uh, okay, how do, how do we get kids moving more in a way that doesn't necessarily require a lot more money? And so the thought of, well, you're already teaching these classes, right, in elementary, you're already teaching math and language arts. Is there a way to do that with movement? Because knowing as I know teachers, the more you give, they're constantly being told and asked to do things. And they don't have a lot of time to do it. So you got to find a way 
to really almost kill two birds with one stone sort of thing. Marry the activity with some of the things that they are already doing. And, you know, their teachers in elementary are teaching math and language arts and social studies and science. And elementary age kids typically like to move. So what if you put those two things together? And I'm by no means the first person to come up with integration. I mean, integration's been around for decades and decades and decades, and people have been doing this uh, well before my time. However, uh, it was new to me when I was doing my, you know, graduate work. So um, I thought, okay, there, there's a real opportunity here. So early on, I was writing paper to pencil lessons, you know, and, and doing workshops to, to help teachers. And I was doing them in Greenville County, and then I was doing them throughout the state, and then I ended up doing them throughout the country. And part of that was teachers asking me for more lessons. And, you know, because they might have had one or two up their sleeve, but after that, they didn't have much more. So I, you know, would train, help to train teachers, but also put together some lessons. And that really was the impetus of my first book and active education, right? And so, as that was happening, I was also starting a young family and working at, you know, my full-time job. And I actually taught a course at Furman to, to classroom teachers in the education department on how to teach with movement. So I was always interested in this because I was doing it during my doctoral work. But there's also just one person, right, me, and recognizing, you know, to really make an impact on this, you got to be able to scale it in some way. And so during the early 2000s, the technology in schools ended up increasing in terms of projectors and smart boards and led to Promethean boards. And remember the internet was, you know, I didn't get email until, you know, email came around in like 1995, 1996, the spring of my undergraduate senior year. So in the early 2000s, right, the internet was still evolving, but you could knew that technology was going to play a major role in education. And as, as that time was happening, I, I mean, serendipitously, I met somebody at our community pool who was in marketing, and I was trying to say, okay, how can I market this? And lo and behold, Matt Farabee, who uh, at the time. Um, and still is a marketing and advertising executive. You know, we started talking because obviously I don't have, I didn't have that experience. And so we started talking and, and he had children who, and he was a former English teacher and his kids really were, were kinesthetic learners in themselves. So, you know, to make a long story short, we, we cultivated this relationship, this friendship. And then next thing you know, we were crazy enough to say, hey, I think there's a real opportunity here. <laughs> Let's start a company. And, you know, this company became Active Ed, which is, you know, active education. So that was really the start of Active Ed as we know it today. Uh, what a great story. And Julian, when, when you think of the, the process from when you started to present day, when when did you realize, hey, we really have something here? It, this is This is starting to not only get traction but it, you're seeing impact what would that impact look like yeah that's a, that's a great great question well early on you know we i would go around and i, I would talk to uh, folks about the idea before we even had a product 
and you know teachers as well as just colleagues said you know there that's a really interesting thing i think if you can figure that out i remember one of my a business professor a business professor at Furman, even your know, colleague said well that's a million dollar idea you know because early on i was picking people's brains of skill sets i don't have right i don't have a finance background i didn't have a marketing background and early on, I was actually introduced to someone who ran an education company from his basement to end up being, you know, a hundred million dollar company. And he told me the best thing to do when you're going to start this is go find people with skill sets you don't have. Find somebody in finance, find somebody in marketing. And I ended up doing that. The marketing person was Matt, my co-founder, Matt Farabee. And the finance person happened to be my brother-in-law, Brewster Crosby, who's in venture capital and private equity. So when I was balancing this idea of different folks, they were like, hey, this is a great idea. Um, what does it look like? And I'm like, well, here, here, here's, some pay, here's some lessons. And they're like, okay, that's great. But what does it really look like? And so once we put a prototype together of the idea that we thought about and we put it in front of some teachers and some kids and we saw how the teachers were like, wow, this is really cool because it's getting kids to move and learn and they're not really realizing that they're learning because they're moving and they're having so much fun. So that was really the opportunity where Matt and I said, okay, because we, we, put, we put some our own money in, right? Because this was before we started raising any money. And eventually, obviously, SCRA was a huge funder for us and one of the early funders and, and made such a difference in, in our scale and our development. But prior to that, we were, you know, put a little bit of money in on our own and we made a prototype. And, and it wasn't until we, hit, we saw teachers and kids use it that we really said, oh, my God, we got something here. And that's when we decided, okay, you know, we, we, we built something, we've shown it, we think people like it, let's continue on that. And then as we did that and we built some more and we put them in, you know, schools that, and, and the, the feedback from both students and teachers was fantastic. What, do you have more? We then knew we, we had something. Um, and, and the next thing was, okay, how do we continue? We need some resources. And, and as I mentioned before, folks like SCRA and others were there to help us scale our initial idea to an actual product that led to an actual company. Um, and now having kids throughout the world using our platform. Wow. That's just phenomenal. So as you think about what's next, what are you most excited about? Where do you feel like the, the biggest opportunities are? Yeah, you know, like anything, we've, we've had ups and downs, and, and this is a trying time, obviously, with COVID. Um, but prior to even COVID happening, we've been developing our 2.0, you know, our, our next iteration of our, our platform that we're currently finishing up right now which is it was already extraordinarily user friendly but now it's even more intuitive it provides for much more flexibility regardless of of technology meaning ipads tablets computer um, phones and so that's been really exciting for us because we're moving away from some legacy platforms such as like a flash based platform to something that is much more agnostic and what we have found right now is internationally we are getting a lot of lot of interest you know we're talking to a lot of folks in malaysia and in south america that have seen the new platform because we've given them an early peak and we're seeing 
not only uh, obviously would be prior to talking to these folks internationally, we've been mostly domestic, but now during COVID, we, we made the smart decision, I think, like many other companies in education said, you know what? A lot of kids are at home. A lot of kids who don't have resources to move, let, let's give it away. And by doing so, we got a lot of buy-in and, and really some great goodwill just through word of mouth internationally. And that has led to some really large potential new customers from publishing companies that are you know, big in the U.S., but are also big internationally. So that's really exciting for us. We've also started building some prototypes for some higher grades content. Um, you know, right now we're pre-K through second, third grade, but we know we want to eventually get into fourth and fifth grade. We've been asked to come up with content for middle and high school, which maybe can happen down the line. But what really excites us right now is the new platform, as well as building some new content for higher grade levels. Wow, that's that's fascinating. And where do you see innovation just overall in, in education? What's the the greatest need, and how does ActiveEd you know play a role in that? Well, I think you know edtech edtech space is is nothing necessarily new, but it is a vastly growing space. So the projection for the edtech by 2030 is to be a 250 billion dollar market internationally, and and a big part of that is personalized education, individualized education beyond just, hey, I'm putting an education plan together for you and trying to meet your needs. The technology allows for that and it allows an accountability piece. So where we really see this going for us is, one, there's a lot more support now for physical activity in the school environment beyond traditional movement. The research is, 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 as I mentioned, the late 90s, early 2000, it, it was just starting. Well, now it's widely accepted that those who move more all the way from older adults to adults to teenagers to kids benefit greatly from that. Now, that benefit is not just related to cognition. We know the benefit for like older adults is it helps put off, put off dementia to younger adults. It helps kids focus more and improves um, academics. So what is exciting is when we talk to folks, it's no longer, oh, that, that is interesting. It's, oh yeah, we know, yeah, movement is really important. And the fact that you have it with, uh, with content that our kids already need to uh, teach with and learn. And oh, by the way, kids have their own devices, right? They have their own phones, they have their own tablets. So you can really get that one-on-one -on -one experience at home as well as at school. And with, you know, the pandemic, that has really exacerbated that trend of more kids continuing to learn away from the school environment. So I think that only helps a platform like ours. That's great. And as you think about your relationship with SC Launch, and if you were to be guiding a, another entrepreneur and why this relationship has worked and the value that it's provided. How, how would you describe that? Well, it's, I mean, you know, SC launches took a chance on us and I can't thank uh, the folks there enough. Um, you know, they've invested two tranches with us and from the beginning, they were always extraordinarily supportive of what we were doing and they always loved the idea. And, and, and even before we became a portfolio company, 
we were supported in, in, in different ways. And they recognize, hey, you're not quite ready yet to, to be investable, but continue what you're doing and, and we'll be there to, to help you along the way. And they, and they did that. And they've been nothing short of, you know, miraculous in the sense of an early startup company like us, you need capital, right? You need capital and you need support for people who be believe in you. And, you know, Greg Hillman was what was that for us early on. I mean, Greg's retired, but he was just a, a staunch supporter of ours early on. And, and although, you know, there were some bumps as we were getting our, our business model together, I would tell other entrepreneurs in South Carolina, it's a great opportunity um, for, for a variety of reasons. One is that they want you to be successful, right? They want to support South Carolina businesses. They want to employ more people in South Carolina. But I also think the way the model is set up is with matching also helps to, you know, make sure you are continuing to push and push and raise other dollars and, you know, be aggressive to grow and build your product beyond just SE Launch helping you with, with those funds. And so I think that also provides another level of accountability, you know, because it's one thing to say, hey, I'm going to make investments. Another thing to say, hey, we're going to match, we're going to make investments, but it's a matching investment. And so that tells you, okay, you've got to continue to, to innovate and sell others to believe in this, to be able to get some of those resources from this group that wants your company to be successful. So, you know, as I mentioned before, nothing but kudos to the folks at SCRA and SC Launch for not only encouraging entrepreneurs like myself, but also supporting them as best they can. And, you know, we went back to SC Launch after we started gaining more traction and they were extraordinarily supportive. So it's a great program and it's one that I would encourage any entrepreneur to, to definitely look into and know they're also going to give you the truth. You know, people that we, you talk with, whether it's others just saying, hey, no, you got to change this. No, no, this, I want you to rethink about this. It's not always just, hey, everything's great. You know, you, you're getting feedback from people who run businesses, understand the business landscape, and can give you some really good feedback on how this would be stronger the next time you get in front of us. Well, Jillian, thank you so much. It's really helpful and uh, really appreciate the, the thinking and energy and the story that you shared with us today about ActiveEd. And we look forward to staying in touch. Thanks again for joining us.